Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, folks. I would like to introduce myself. My name is Payal and I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my melting pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures, whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Hi listeners, welcome to another episode of Melting Pot, a series of conversations with guests who inspire and who are also change makers. My guest today is Yasir Anwar. Yasir is the founder of Mahira Foundation based in Delhi. Uh, This foundation was founded by some very young professionals for the sole objective of human development to its fullest. I can't wait to know more about Yasser and the foundation. Thank you so much for joining me today, Yasser. Thank you so much. I am really looking forward for you to talk to my listeners and me about the Mahira Foundation and what it does and what it means to you. But before we start, talking about the foundation, because I know you have plenty to, I'm sure, share. I'd like to know a little bit about you. So are you originally from Delhi? Yes, actually, I'm based in Delhi. So let me introduce to you myself. I'm Yasir Anwo. I born and brought up in Delhi, which is a national capital of India. And presently, I'm working as a researcher under National Cultural Audiovisual Archive Project at Indira Gandhi National Center for the Arts. And previously, I was working with Mehrangarh Fort Museum as part of a curatorial team. There, I was assisted in collection management, research, curation, conservation, and digitization. And as far as my academic background is concerned, I'm master's in archaeology and heritage management from Delhi Institute of Heritage Research and Management. And I'm graduated in history honors from Zakirisan College. And I am also heading Myra Foundation. <laughs> Okay, wow, that's a lot. (laughs) So um, how did interest in archaeology and heritage actually come about? Was this something that you always wanted to do or is it something that you got into? Basically, I got into archaeology when I was doing my master's in history honors. So I got to know about the Harappan civilization and also prehistoric times, like, I mean, how things evolve, whether it's biological evolution or the cultural evolution. So I was quite intrigued towards to learn, I mean, how things really dig out, how the excavation take place. So I was quite interested during my graduation. 
So that's why I enrolled myself into archaeology and heritage management. Okay, so you mentioned that you were you were in Jodhpur, right, for a while? Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, so any interesting anecdotes from the time? Were there any discoveries that you made? What kind of curation was being done? What kind of preservation is being done for, it's the, you mentioned there? Yeah, it's Meherangar Fort. Meherangar Fort. So what kind of uh, preservation work? is involved in because there's a lot of in Rajasthan and in other parts of India there's a lot of um, historical sites which clearly over the years with the climatic changes and all of that there's definitely wear and tear so what kind of conservation goes into it? Yeah, so actually after finishing my master's in archaeology and heritage management, I joined as an intern at Mehrangar Fort Museum, which is in Jodhpur, Rajasthan. So I started working with a curatorial team. So initially the work was the collection management because they had like, I mean, more than 10,000 artifacts which belonged to the Marwar dynasty. So I started working on that. So I really want to thank to Mr. Karni Singh Jasol, who is a director there, and Dr. Sunaina Rato. So she was the one who was helping me out to understand the practical knowledge because I studied a lot of theoretical things in college, but I didn't had any practical experience. So I started to basically inventorization the entire collection and also started working on the documentation part. And simultaneously, because I was there like for four years, so I started working on other parts as well. Like I do a curation and lot of other stuff like conservation was one of the part digitization was also one of the part and also the research so when i went there the galleries were there but we were in charge like to take the rounds of the museum to observe things whether we can make it display more appealing for the visitors so i remember there was a gallery called dolathana so i was the one who was quite interested towards numismatic the coins collection so i basically put together a display there for the numismatic collection ranging from like the Mughal coins to the Marwad coins and the European, the East India Company coins. So I still remember that. And we also participated in the painting gallery. We did different kind of exhibition there. And in conservation, I really want to name that lady. Her name was Deborah Lee. She was a metal conservation from UK. So she came to Mehrangar for basically conserve the artifacts of metal work. So I assisted her in metal conservation. So that was all my work there at Mehrangar. So it's been four years of journey. So I really want to thank each of everyone who helped me a lot while I was there. That's amazing. So it was not so much the structural conservation, but it was more of the collections that, uh, okay, okay, I understand. Why did you not then look at some other historical sites, you know, palaces or forts, let's say within Rajasthan, to work with them? And continue your work with, you know, the whole conservation of all the collections of the art and the metal pieces and all of that. Why did you not continue to do that? So basically, when I was working with Narangar Fort Museum, so I got to know about a lot of other things. So when I was studying in master's, so I got to know about archaeology and only heritage management. When I visited Narangar, so I got to know about how the collection can be managed, how the curation part take place, conservation, digitization, the other aspects of museum. So I was quite interested towards working in the same domain because my expertise was also there. 
and I really want to work on the same aspect rather than exploring new fields. So I continued with Mehrangarh because at that time there was an opportunity there and the other forts, to be very frank, actually I was not quite familiar about the other forts, but I was quite interested toward Mehrangarh because I remember when I was in college, so I've heard from my seniors that, I mean, Mehrangarh fort is one of the most visit site in your lifetime. So that's why I visited there and I started working there. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. So obviously that experience was so enriching for you and clearly you've learned a lot after having spent those four years there. So moving on to Mahira Foundation, how did that come about? Okay, it was in the year of 2016 when the vision of Myra was brought to life by a young professional, as you mentioned. And after finishing my four years in Mehrangarh, I moved from Jodhpur to Delhi. I got opportunity in Delhi at IGNCA. So I had enough time to start something my own. And I always wanted to start something my own because I had a lot of practical experience after working at Mehrangarh. So I was looking for some low cost model, which where you can spend time, energy, but you didn't have money. So I started with tuition classes at home only. So I started teaching my cousins at home, like two students initially, and I instantly got a positive response from them. So I decided to rent it a space and started teaching there. Sorry, uh, so what were you teaching? So I was teaching some academic classes. I remember I was... So academic, like, I mean, I was teaching them history, political science, geography, other subjects also. So it was quite interesting for me and for them as well. So, and later on, actually, I rented a space and I start teaching a lot more people. And after some point of time, I required some educators at my premises. So I invited a lot of educators to come as a faculty member and So far, we have got around eight faculty members and we have nearly 100 students who are coming on site and studying. But during this lockdown time, actually, we have shifted all our classes to online platform. So it's been a journey like four years. We are are teaching a lot of students and I'm also teaching on several other places, not just limiting myself with Myra Foundation. I'm also as a working as a visiting faculty for Tarakiai Foundation. I'm also teaching at Indian Islamic Cultural Center for entrance exams. And I'm also being associated with IGNC as a faculty for post-graduation diploma courses in cultural informatics or in preventive conservation and also in digital uh, library. So a lot of things are going on in educational sector. Okay. I mean, and your contribution, I'm sure, is is uh, much appreciated and will go far. You've mentioned in your, on your website that your strategy is to educate and empower the vulnerable sections of society. So yeah. is that the sort of section of people that you actually, or students that you target? Yeah, actually, when I started education at Myra Foundation, so my objective was to reach out to the right people who are not getting access to go to school or other places. And so I started teaching them on street itself. So it was my first intention to teach them because I had enough time at that point of time. So I started teaching them. But uh, when I rented a space, so I invited them to come to our premises. So I started teaching them. And I also organized a lot of events for them. Like we have some events called teaching at streets or we organize a lot of art and craft workshop for them 
So all sort of people were coming to us, whether they are the marginalized group or whether they are coming from some good background. So we are not hesitating ourselves, teaching to everyone. So we invited all people and all students to come and study from us. So we are kind of helping to all sort of people, all sort of students. And do you just have one center or do you have multiple locations? So at present, we have just one center in Old Delhi. I must tell you that, I mean, we are located in one of New Delhi's most magnificent historical district, which is Purani Delhi or Old Delhi, where the past and present seamlessly coalesce and become a spectacle. So Okay, so just some more uh, details on that for all the listeners who've never been to Delhi and who've never experienced the richness of, especially like you mentioned, old Delhi. So are there, you know, you've said there's like a seamless connection um, between the old and the new. So what, are there any historical sites in old Delhi? What makes old Delhi special? Okay, so let me just give it to you a little background about Delhi. So you will understand and I hope listeners will also understand, I mean, why they should visit Delhi. So throughout history, multiple rulers have lived the dream of establishing an empire in India. Most of them made Delhi as a center of their rule. As rulers changed, capital transformed. So did the names of Delhi. Why so Delhi is also known as the city of seven towns. I don't know I mean, whether you have heard about the seven cities of Delhi, but Delhi has a history of nearly thousand years. And the first city of Delhi was Shahar Rai Pithora or Kela Rai Pithora. And it was founded by Rai Pithora, the king, in 1052 AD. And the second city of Delhi was Siri by Laudin Khilji. The third city of Delhi was Tughlaqabad by Gyasuddin Tughlaq. The fourth city was Japana by Muhammad bin Tughlaq. The fifth city was Frozabad by Frosha. The sixth city was Dinpana by Humayu. And the seventh city was Shahjanabad, where I'm residing and my institute is. So seventh city, Shahjanabad, it is basically named after the fifth Mughal emperor. His name was Shahjahan. And he's more renowned for the construction of Taj Mahal. So whoever is coming to Delhi, they should see all seven cities of Delhi, which has a history of nearly thousand years. And Shah Janabad, the place where I'm talking about the old Delhi. So there are several names for old Delhi. Old Delhi, Purani Delhi, Shah Janabad. It was founded by Shah Jah and named after him, sir. And after Shah Jah, when New Delhi, the eighth city of Delhi came into existence, so Delhi, the Chajanabad part became Old Delhi and the New Delhi was became the capital of India. Okay, so all these other cities that you've mentioned, other than Old Delhi, they are still there? They are still there, exactly. Some are in a very good condition, some are in like, uh, they are dilapidating or they're just destroying because of a lot of reasons. So why is, because there is so much history that makes you know, okay, we'll just talk about Delhi and not the rest of the country because then you know, <laughs> that, that can sort of that can, uh, end up into like hours of talking. So why is, you know, there are only some historical sites which are like maybe the Red Fort and the Qutub Minar that have been conserved. And, you know, there's constant upkeep. Why is it not the same for, because clearly since Delhi has transitioned, as you mentioned, capital for so many different, different parts of history. And, you know, at every stage there has been, Delhi has played a very important role. So why is there no conservation of, you know, other parts of the history? 
Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Historical Sites of Delhi. You're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me, Pio, on this very unique and special podcast series, Melting Pot. So, Ashley, I would like to mention that, I mean, since it's been four years, we are doing such kind of an activities. Not, I really don't want to credit to myself, but I really want to credit to all the people who have been working so hard to doing the Heritage Walks of Delhi. So in Heritage Walks, we are, what we are doing... Sorry, we're just taking, so, you're, yes, so you're actually doing Heritage Walks as a, exactly. as a part of the Mahira Foundation? As part of the Mahira Foundation. Oh. Sorry, I didn't mention in the beginning. No, like, no, I mean, a, we... Yeah. So initially, actually, we started with an educational thing and now we added one more head, which is art and culture, which basically deals with museums, archives and cultural institutions. And we are also doing heritage walk. We have come up with an online store and we are also planning. Actually, we have just started with digital marketing platform and also with the consultation platform. So this is what all we are doing under Mahira Foundation. But I think my question was more as to why are these historical sites now virtually ruins and uh, not being highlighted through your foundation? Could you not, and you are an archaeologist, could you not sort of encourage the necessary, I don't know what it would fall under, departments or whatever you may call them, to actually... Mm raise funds and help Mm -hmm. in conservating and improving these heritage sites. Yeah, so actually I was mentioning about the heritage walk. So through heritage walk, we are just trying to make aware about the places to the people's life. Like, I mean, we are just trying to tell them, I mean, this is an important and historical site. So we just need to try to preserve and restore that. But since, because some of the properties, some of the places, as you have mentioned about Kutub complex, you have mentioned about the Red Fort. So they all come under, they are world heritage site. They comes under Ministry of Culture. So they are just trying to invest a lot of money because they are receiving a lot of guests from all over the world and they are also generating funds but what about the places which are really neglected the places which are especially in old delhi for example we have a lot of havelis mentions here in old delhi which are like razia begum haveli and other places also so they are really neglected because the places are not that good enough or like i mean the government is not spending anything on them because actually the places aren't generating funds for them so so what we can do is we are just trying to make people aware 
by taking them around and telling them and this is also one of the historical places so we are trying to do our part like making people aware about the places which are really important in terms of history in terms of architecture in terms of cultural background so we are helping them and we are also doing a lot of on site visits and also doing inviting a lot of people to those places and asking them if they can just write uh, like if whether they'll be able to write reviews or an article about the places which they have visited and your feedback so after some point of time government will get to know and they'll definitely start working towards that properties as well so that's a sort of our contribution to those places okay yeah which is which is i guess the first step to you know create awareness and um, yeah yeah that's that's fascinating so who are the kind of people who sign up for these heritage walks are they people local people from delhi do you also get a lot of tourists from different parts of the world how do you from because it's also very important to promote these heritage walks in order for you to then get that traction so who are the kind of guests that you have who are involved in the heritage walks and how do you promote so basically heritage walk we are getting guests from all over india from different parts of india and also from abroad so we have two partners or so to say uh, collaborators one is going the city who is getting us people from all over india so they basically invite people from india itself and the other company is telus they are getting guests from abroad so we are just customizing tours for them basically it could be of architectural tour it could be a cultural tour it could be a, a market tour it could be a food tour so we are just trying to customizing the tours as per the need of the guest and we are also giving the background about the cities as well to make awareness to it's sort of entertainment little education the background about the places and also an entertainment through the walks so it, it's around 2 and a half hours of walk of old delhi and other monuments as well like we are doing all sort of walks in delhi so under myra foundation as of now we have around 45 to 50 walks we have which we have already customized our synopsis is also there on our website and so this is how we are trying to reach out to the maximum people whether they are in india whether they are in abroad so we are just trying to attract them to come and explore delhi city with us Oh that's yeah that's interesting and i think that's the first step and then you and then i'm sure as it gets more and more traction there are like there's a likelihood of some people from maybe outside of india who are fascinated with the indian history and culture or even people from within india may want to support and help in uh, improving the quality of those historical sites if it's archaeology what about food i mean that must be really fascinating because <laughs> 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 um, and how do you ensure hygiene how do you you know when you take people on uh, the food tours how do you ensure that people do, because i mean my vision of old delhi is quite from whatever i have seen online you know so how yeah and it's quite chaotic <laughs> okay so, yeah so how do you how ensure 
the quality of the food wherever you take your uh, guests it doesn't get compromised so as i have mentioned that i mean i born and brought up in delhi and especially in old delhi so i have visited almost all the food joints in my childhood so i got to know about people through that only so for example if you are taking to someone to some place so the places are already tested and they all have the certification by the government and for example if you are taking them to jalebi wala so they are selling since like more than 100 years even if there is bade miyaki kheer so they are also selling the same stuff from like a more than 100 years so most of the shops are quite older and they have acknowledged by lot of newspapers lot of media persons so they are already renowned places in old delhi so it's like street food so you just need to come and enjoy by yourself the food of old delhi there are a lot of things in old delhi where you can try whether you are vegetarian or non vegetarian you have a plenty of options you have the place called chandni chowk where you will find all sort of vegetable food whether it's chaat or whether it's jalebi samosas or anything whatever you would like to eat and you have another place called jama masjid where you will find all sort of non vegetarian food there you have kareems al jawahar and other places as well to enjoy the non vegetarian food wow it's mouth watering <laughs> <laughs> i hope you should plan your visit soon to delhi yeah yeah after after obviously this whole pandemic, yeah, pandemic situation yeah. has yeah yeah so sure. you must these heritage walks are obviously impacted at the moment right right so what are you doing are you doing anything food obviously you can't really do anything virtually but are you doing anything virtually in order to keep the people engaged yes actually in education head we are planning basically we are doing a lot of virtual tours for them for example we are doing a lot of webinars for like right now we have submitted a proposal to ketan public school which is in ghaziabad for a webinar related to the seven cities of delhi and also for like the new delhi the lutians delhi so we have submitted two proposals to them hopefully if they'll sign up then we have in november we have a lot of virtual tours which we are going to line up and this is how we are trying to connect with people in education we are trying to provide an educational tours and also heritage walk if somebody would like to do a virtual tour on site then we can also plan for them so as of now we are trying to utilize our time into the back end work like we are trying to prepare more synopsis more study and more work related what really need to be implemented in future so this is how we are proceeding as of now that's amazing yeah wow what is your favorite part i know you grew up you live in um, old delhi and but what is your so that aside what is your favorite part of delhi uh even though i can't be partial but <laughs> yeah. i don't <laughs> i don't mind <laughs> telling you the place which i like the most obviously old delhi because i have seen a lot of continuity and change here i remember when i was kid so i used to go to school on like on a bus so uh, so basically i used to see a lot of bullock carts but right now actually i can see uh, i it's really difficult to find bullock carts here it's really difficult to find such things which were quite familiar here in old delhi so earlier there were uh, there were a lot of shops of utensils which were quite famous during mughal time but now i can see only one or two shop so most of the market has been changed from like utensils to wedding card market 
So now Chabdi Bazaar has become one of the Asia's number one paper card market. So I've seen a lot of continuity as well as a change. Like Urdu Bazaar was famous for publication for related to Urdu literature and all. Still, there are two, three shops. Even Chavadi Bazaar was quite famous for like brass utensils, but, but now the tradition is still alive and still gone. So it's like a study between like continuity as well as change. And Chane Chok was quite famous for like, uh, you can say, say that perfumes or like different kind of a clothes. Still the market is there. You will find a lot of shops which are selling bridal wares and a lot of perfume bottles are also there so you can see a continuity and also the change and also the spice market which is khari babli which was set up during mughal time it's still the tradition is alive they are still selling a lot of spices a lot of dry fruits so you'll find everything there so is it still i mean these these shops that are still existing is there uh, so is it like handed over from one generation to the next yeah exactly i mean it's been like i mean they are the third or the fourth generation of the same people who are running the shops in different places whether it's in chani chowk whether it's in chabri bazaar or in urdu bazaar or in khari babli so the they are the fourth or the fifth generation of the same people who are running who are continuing in the same business and it's the same for some of the food uh, places that you mentioned like kareems and you mentioned a couple of others so it's the same with them as well it's like handed down from one generation to the next yes actually it's handed down one generation to another interesting and uh, and so yeah so for you i mean i understand why um you would uh, because you obviously appreciate uh, you've seen you've been a part of the transition and uh, that must be quite fascinating and obviously you have an eye for it because you know history is your your thing and you are an archaeologist and you have these heritage walks so you must be looking at things in a very different Phenomenal. yeah and and something that we may not notice obviously is something that you would observe so that's that's really fascinating thank you so much i've really in you know i've really enjoyed and it kind of helps in um, and i'm sure my listeners will feel the same in um, getting there's a lot of information which is when you hear it from someone who is a part of it then it adds a different dimension so i've really enjoyed listening to you talk about old delhi and and it's amazing the kind of work that uh, myra foundation is doing and i'm also hoping that through this consistent uh, work that you're doing in terms of the heritage walks in terms of education in terms of helping uh, create an awareness uh, will hopefully lead up to something bigger where people may want government or people may want to fund and help in restoration and preserving something which is so which is so much a part of history and a rich history which i think we should not forget so thank you once again yasser i've i've really like i said enjoyed talking to you thank you so much for having me by and good luck with all your endeavors ah uh, thank you so much <laughs> thank you bye. bye i'm so impressed with yasser's app 
absolute commitment towards creating an awareness globally about his rich heritage. He is making a sincere attempt in preserving the culture and has also been able to combine it with his education. I learned a lot from him by the end of the conversation and I do hope you my listeners did the same. Until the next episode of Melting Pot, this is Pyle signing off. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.